This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing really good. I'm great. It's been uh, quite an eventful week, it seems like. Golly, I, uh, people keep asking me how I'm doing, you know, just folks, friends I'm bumping into. And, man, there's just a lot going on around ye old pipe shop right now. I'm uh, I'm kind of exhausted, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, just just having trouble catching up on, on pretty much everything. But things are great. Uh, man, sitting here tonight enjoying uh, this brand new pipe. This is uh, the first bowl. Uh, first bowl I've smoked out of this. This is really kind of special. Uh, our friend, a longtime listener, Jim Deshane, uh, pipe carver, uh, in the United States here, good good friend of uh, of the show and of uh, con- of the Country Squire, uh, I commissioned him to make a Magnum Bing's favorite. Dang! I wanted a large Bing's favorite, something that I could put just a whole <laughs> chunk of tobacco in and, and and smoke all day and not and not not think about it. You know, it's just one of those things where I, I my my sweet little Bing's favorites. Everyone, even you know if you're a longtime listener of the Country Squire, you know I love a a, a Bing pipe, and um, so I wanted something that would hold just a you know the similar shape but just had a just a really large uh bowl and uh and man jim just came through in, in spades he made this beautiful craggly blasted uh <laughs> bing for me with a, a pretty sterling band and uh and a, and a really long uh just very very slightly bent ebonite stem and man i just i couldn't be happier sitting here smoking merryweather tonight um yeah i always tell folks dude you know, that merryweather smells amazing doesn't it smell righteous yeah yes. you know it's one of those things when, when i when i tell folks okay what should people ask what should i you know, smoke when I'm breaking in my new pipe. What should I smoke? And I always tell folks, smoke, smoke a tobacco you know you love. Mm. Okay, go, mm-hmm. go when you're breaking in a new pipe. Smoke a tobacco you know you love, and the reason for that is that way you can. You know, I know I love this tobacco, you know. So if there's any flavor quirks or any kind of, uh, you know, quirks of the the lighting process or the smoking process, right, keeping yeah. it lit, uh, you know, residual flavors that linger, you know, it's the pipe. You know, it's not the tobacco; mm, it's the mm, pipe. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. You're kind of almost, uh, you know, if you're having this um, test done or a, or a scientific study, you're kind of keeping one thing, the one thing you know, constant. You're Control, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm controlling that. And so, uh, man, smoking Merriweather tonight, one of my favorite tobaccos uh, that we have, ha- have here at the shop. And, uh, man, just, just really, really pleased with this pipe. Dang! So, I mean, that isn't that awesome? That, I, I love that you, so like, great. you have a favorite style pipe, of course, the Bing's favorite, and you yeah. love smoking pipe tobacco, so you just need one that has a big enough bowl. Just has a bigger bowl to, uh, <laughs> to accommodate get... my addiction. Right. <laughs> isn't that wonderful? I love it, man. That's great. Well, hey, we've, uh, we've been having some fun here tonight. I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit for the podcast listeners. Uh, you were you were showing up a little. I mean, you were on time, but just barely. Skin of my teeth, baby. Yeah, and so uh, you know, beforehand, you know, uh, y- y'all might not realize this, but uh, Caleb, the intern, who was kind enough to uh, to step on Mike last week and uh, and fill your shoes to the best of his ability, uh, he is often here nights before we go live on the podcast, uh, helping things, setting things up, uh, doing all the grunt work that an intern should do. Uh, and and so in the uh, after everything was set up, while we were waiting for you to arrive, uh, me and him jumped on uh, jumped on Paris 
Periscope and <laughs> answered a few questions, had some fun with the pre-show. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. But I do want to say thank you so much to Caleb, the intern, for coming on last week. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we, we talked about cigars. We uh, talked a little bit about a uh, little, you know, Lancaster versus York, uh, no, which I, we'll, we'll get into later I, on I in the think, show. I think the kid did a pretty good job. He I, I do. And you job. know what? What, I, what I'm interested in, you're the guy that does all the heavy lifting when it comes to producing the podcast and, uh, you know, it, organizing it and getting control of the data and all this kind of stuff. Is there any way we could tell, like, what our female listenership is when Caleb is on the show? I mean, I, is, is there is there a way to tell if it spikes or not? There is, and it's 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 very technical. Just just when the the episode releases, I just put my ear out the window and listen for the swooning. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's something like that. What, yeah. What's is that the swooning? That, that was the most disturbing that- sound. <laughs> I, I mean, you're that, really that's not the sound. Is that, that, that's not the. I don't know. That might be the sound people make when they see uh, when they see Caleb. That might, that might be the. Case. I, sometimes when they walk in the shop and they see him, they're like, "Oh, hey, hey, man, hey." But yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's it's. it's uh, and sometimes he, they say that when they see me. He did a great job, man. And we uh, actually on the on the episode we we talked a little bit about uh, about Sleepy Hollow uh, the and and pumpkin spice pipe tobacco, and uh, I was telling delicious. them. I actually like Sleepy Hollow, but we were talking about the uh, the the whole concept of pumpkin spice, and I, I mentioned to him, I was like, "Yeah, I've been keeping my eye on a lot of these different forums and Facebook groups, kind of across the uh, the internet, and uh, it seems like we kind of sparked up a little bit of a conversation in the uh, in the online community." And so uh, that's great. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but when it's about pumpkin spice, that's that's the, that's when you know you have failed the industry <laughs> as a whole. And that's um, exactly for that we 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 do. <laughs> we'll, we'll just put it all on Caleb. Well, hey man, we've got some great things coming up. Of course, we are like right around the corner. It's so uh, close, man. The Texas Pipe Show. Man, really excited. Uh, they're at Pop Safari Room in Fort Worth, Texas, yeah. um, October 7th. So we will be there with bells on, doing all kinds of uh, crazy shenanigans, long smoke competitions. And oh, yeah. uh, there's going to be a, a just really great uh, contest uh, or, um, you know, silent auction items, uh, you know, incredible selection of uh, American pipe carvers, blenders will be on hand. Uh, tobacco manufacturers uh, selling their uh, their two bit hits, and, uh, <laughs> and and man, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be a fun time for all. So um, man, can't wait to to see you there. If you're in driving distance, we really hope you uh, hope you can come down. It is going to be a blast. I'm so excited about this, man. I actually I just got word that um, I'm actually uh, I was planning on I was going to fly. Uh, directly from Jackson to Fort Worth, but apparently now I'm flying from uh, New York, not New York City, but like upstate New York uh, into Fort Worth. I've got like two two events really? back to back. Yeah. Just wow. Fa- just I didn't realize that. Okay. Uh, and actually, I know there's some pipe smokers <laughs> up in New York. <laughs> I so love that like Bo and I talk about like personal logistics, like on air, on, on air. Live. Like a lot, a lot of times we're so busy, like, you know, we don't get to see each other. He's one of my best friends, but it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's like we're on air and it's like, yeah, we're going to dinner Thursday night, right? Yeah, yeah that's great. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. You get, you get, you know, babysitters for the kids kids and all that yeah, 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 yeah. am i bringing the casserole or are you right yeah, we're pregnant again we're not i know right that's not that's not a thing I know, right. but yeah man it's, it's gonna that's be a barbecue or steak have we made this decision yet what because we're gonna do we're gonna do a listener like go out and meet up and get oh some and okay everything. okay no i i mean i think you could do I, look in in fort worth all meats are on the table well let the texans decide no, i think that's good yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah bring out their local their local faves man when in yeah, Rome. I, think, I think that's good that's yeah right. it, it's so exciting i've had a lot of uh, a lot of our texas listeners and and friends have said man just can't wait to see you and Bo. 
uh, oh, there man. was uh, was chatting with Jason Naff uh, uh, earlier today. Jason, uh, Jason, good friend of the the show and um, man, Pipe Club member, and uh, was just saying he, he can't wait to see us and um, man, just a, a whole host of folks. It's gonna be gonna be a great time. Oh, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, we got that, and then afterwards we come back, we get a little bit of rest, and then uh, right back to it. In fact, in a major way here in the local community, of course, we got the Jackson Pipe Night coming up That's October right. 28th. That's right. Uh, you know, bring bring your pipes. Uh, make sure if you're in the local area or even if you want to travel into the local area uh, this is the time to do it there's a lot of great events that the uh, the local pipe community puts on that the squire puts on but for me man this is like the super bowl the, it, or, it really is the sugar bowl is that the one that's like the big state Ole Miss thing uh, that would be the egg bowl the salad bowl right <laughs> The bowl of the M&M bowl that your mom puts out when you come into town. Hey, that's a good bowl. That's a good bowl. Yeah, no, you want to win that bowl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. Of course, like this is this is like the main event when it comes to like, the, the local pipe community. That's right. I'm so stoked. That's for right. It. It's exciting. Uh, it, Jackson Pipe Nights on October 28th here at the Country Squire. Uh, we'll get cranked up. Uh, uh, at some point that evening, I'm thinking around six o'clock, but uh, tickets uh, will be on sale very soon. Uh, and then the seating will go uh, by ticket purchase. So if you, you know, oh, snap. The, Wait. The, yeah, the order of your ticket purchase, you are actually you get to pick your seat in the shop uh, for the slow smoke competition based on the order of your ticket purchase. So okay, that's, we need to settle up goes. before we leave here tonight. I, I'm Speaking of saying, working no, out no, logistics. No, yeah, I mean, it, look, we're, <laughs> we're close buddies and all that. But like, you know, yeah, I mean, preferential terms. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, you're going to find out when they're. No, it happens every single year. In fact, I think it's happened live. I'm gonna put you year. under the smoke eater by the air conditioner. No. Over there. I, at least I can blame it if that's the case. Right? No, exactly. You need a good excuse. All but, right. Well, we'll uh, see. Man, we're excited. Uh, th- this year's show we can uh, finally announce is being uh, sponsored by Briarworks Pipes. Uh, Savinella USA and uh, Neil Monier, uh, uh Pipes. Uh, Neil uh, uh, out of California, just really talented uh, American pipe carver. Uh, he is also sponsoring this, and we've got some other sponsors that will be uh, announced really soon. So we're uh, we're just so excited and, and have a great uh, great show uh, coming up for you on the 28th. So if you're in the area or in uh, you know driving distance, we uh, we hope to see you. We got a great show planned for tonight, but before we can jump into that, man, we've got a welcome into the international. Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, a brand new member. Oh man, this one is a tough name. Uh, this one is really going to stretch me here. I'm going to do my These best po- <laughs> to get this right. I, I believe in you, Bo. Davi Aline. Davi Aline. Davi Aline. Yeah, if if you lived in a more classic, you know, cultured area or part of the country, it might be Dave Allen. Yeah, no, I mean, the, it, I can see that. Right. I, I would, you know, actually right. originally I wanted to say Dave Allen, but yeah. I thought that's too easy. <laughs> I always feel bad for these poor people that you know uh, join the join the Country Squire Pipe Club, <laughs> but have a simple name, you know, like John. Poor if John Doe ever like you know uh, joins the club, like what are we going to do with John Doe? I just don't. But yeah, D- Dave, man, um, Johan. It's hard to butcher your name, man. We're really good at butchering names, but uh, but man, you've got a you've got a great one. Your parents did well, and uh, man, thank you so much for joining <laughs> joining the Pipe Club. And at, by, uh, they did well. It's simple enough that our small brains can read it. Yeah, yes, yeah that, very, very, very small. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Man, but thanks welcome. for joining at the uh, at the Squire level. That is Absolutely. so so wonderful. Uh, and also, we want to give a shout out to to uh, uh, Eric Everwine, who is also a uh, patron of our the new show patron. As well. Yeah, so it's wonderful. Thank y'all so much. And guys, if you Absolutely. haven't done so yet, consider supporting the show. It goes a long way to making this stuff happen. Um, you know, for club members especially, you get access to the online Facebook community. And by the way, if you're a club member and you haven't gotten onto that community yet, and you're 
wondering how, just message me. I'll, I'll get you the link sent directly there. Um, but man, one of the things I love is that you know we're, the 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 discussions that we're able to have in in terms of that community uh, are really good. We've gotten a lot of great uh, a lot of great feedback. We're able to kind of work with kind of some behind the scenes realities of producing the show. And uh, so those of you who are helping make that happen, it's a good forum to kind of work with us to make sure that we can figure out what the best process is to make the show that you love and enjoy. So big ups to all of you uh, pilgrims and squires out there that are helping make the show happen. And a tip of the hat to you as well, those of you who aren't able to necessarily join the club but want to keep uh, the support going uh, that are patrons uh, at the you know one to three dollar level. Y'all are y'all are awesome as well. So hey, thank you so much. Hey Bo, I, I I've got a I've got a carrot. <gasps> I, I've got a carrot for our uh, for the kind folks that uh, that have decided to join the uh, the the Country Squire Pipe Club. Bo's freaking out because I'm holding in my hand a solid gold uh, block, and and it is uh, it's it's actually a can of Penzance. Uh, oh. and, and and this is a this is a tin of tobacco, of course, that's highly coveted, mm. and uh, it comes out you know once every uh, you know blue moon on the leap year during the harvest festival and all that. These kind of ain't stuff. the pirates, but, folks. This is the tobacco. This is the tobacco. It's hard to get stuff. And uh, and we actually had a had a friend of the show. His name's Barry's from Mississippi, uh, and hey, he, he actually donated this to uh, to the country squire. He said, you know, do with it what you will. Uh, I tried one bowl out of this, and I realized I'm just not an English blend smoker. And uh, and and Barry was kind enough to give this to us, and we are deciding to give this uh, to a lucky uh, country squire radio pipe club member. This is a Penzance tin that has one pipe full missing. And uh, if you're a Country Squire Radio Pipe Club member, uh, it could be yours. All right. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to wait till like the end of the month and kind of draw from the names? Yeah, or? why don't we do that? Why okay. don't we do that? All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Does that sound good? Sounds good. I tell you what, actually, let's do it because uh, <laughs> this is this is the logistics live on air I know, situation right, yep. right there. Uh, so yeah, so that would actually be when we're actually in uh, um, in Fort Worth, if I'm not mistaken. Gosh, you want to do next week? I tell you what, let's do the end of October. Let's yeah. give a good amount end of time. Of, end of October. End of October is when we're going to do it. Yep. Uh, you know, it'll be tricks or treats uh, for you in that we will have this treat that you might win, and we will That's provide right. a lot of trickery along the way. And and you know what? The uh, that gives us some more time to think. Uh, well, maybe there's some other cool stuff laying around the shop that might need a home. Oh snap! Uh, you know, I don't know. That, All right. I mean, that's good. The the, the longer the uh, time period that gives us a chance to be a little creative never so. been a better time to join the uh, country square radio international pipe club yeah man get that penzance the penzance Ooh. all right man tobacco is the topic tonight we're actually talking specifically about aging or more accurately what comes after the aging process what you can expect from it now aging pipe tobacco is a subject that we've covered before on this show uh, but it was a couple of years ago uh, we've also revisited the topic relatively recently in terms of various processes but we've never really done a deep dive into what the end result is. You know, if you're going to do all this work, put your patience on the table, store this up for a rainy day, like what is it that you're actually working towards? Yeah, I think you nailed it. You know, we, we have talked often about the cellaring process, right? So, okay, I've got this tobacco. How am I going to store it? What, what do I do once I have this tobacco? I want to keep it uh, fresh and uh, you know, available to me to to smoke uh, down the road and not have to worry about the freshness or the quality of it. Um, but you know, it we we go through all this trouble to store and age our pipe tobacco, but then we think, well, what what exactly is going on here? You know, what is what is happening? Um, you know, in in the cellaring and the aging process that makes it so important or so special. Uh, you know, why do you know you hear people say things like? Um, 
you know, gosh, I, I, I smoked this tobacco, but then I put it up for a few months and then I smoked it again. And wow, it was, it was just amazing. <laughs> it was so much better, you know? Um, and so we just wanted to dive into that a little bit, kind of the effects of aging, uh, the, the pipe tobacco. Yeah. And by the way, shout out to listener Dustin who, uh, who suggested this as a topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, okay. What, what, what is happening? There's, there's aging that happens at all different stages of, uh, of the tobacco from being in the field, uh, to, to processing, uh, to, you know, the blending part and then, and then what you can do at the, at your, at your home once you've purchased the tobacco. So, um, you know, initially, uh, the tobacco, you know, we're talking about a vegetable here. This is a plant. Uh, you're not going to make a salad out of it. I was about to say, at least I, at least I hope not. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Should we make a tobacco salad? Uh, I, I, I might, I don't know. I might, try to stab at it i, I will watch we're, you do we're, that. we're close to four hospitals okay all right yeah yeah we, i mean this would be the place that, especially that one down there with the little catholic nuns man they would take really good care they of would me. take very good they care would take me. really good care <laughs> of me. um obviously uh tobacco you know once it has been harvested it's got to be dried uh and cured and and so you know we all know that we all uh, know that you know pipe tobacco you know it has to go through some type of sitting process before it can be consumed but it just doesn't um, you know a lot of folks we just haven't talked often about uh, you know what that actually entails so um, and and why that's important pipe tobacco it should age typically for several months in its raw state before being blended or mm. packaged okay so so before so the common consumer even dreams even of dreams of getting it that's, that's right. right or even before it's put into whatever uh you know whatever tin or, or pouch that it's that it's going to be put in you know aging takes away a lot of at, at this point in the process okay we've harvested tobacco we've cured it and and now the tobacco is kind of sitting for a while and what what what's happening here at the at this point is that um a lot of those harsh uh raw uh, vegetal kind of notes of these uh, leaves are actually mellowing out. They're getting kind of, uh, you know, hammered hammered off. The, the hard edges are being uh, kind of neatly rounded off at this point. And so it's kind of like taking, uh, you know, just a real uh, tomato that's probably – uh, not quite ripe enough and letting it ripen just a little more. Kind right, of right, yeah. right. Yeah. Anybody who's grown tomatoes, you know, yeah. the best time to pick them is before they've turned fully red. It's actually a really good, uh, really good, um, you know, way to way to think about it is that hmm. whole ripening process. Interesting. So, okay. um, you know, obviously without getting too scientific in this part of it, like, you know, the, the ripening process for, a you know, something you would eat is going to be a little different chemically. But but what you're doing is allowing those real kind of vegetal, harsh, uh, you know, chewy, crunchy notes to kind of uh, just kind of kind of melt out of that out of that leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, basically, you know, it's it's becoming something that is ready to be processed and uh, and then consumed. A lot of times, you know, if if this pro- if this part of the aging process has has been rushed, uh, tobacco companies, what they do is they will uh, cover up the tobacco with either, uh, you know, heavy casing, like real syrupy, uh, you know, tobacco casing. Think, you know, your very, uh, very moist aromatics, things like that. Your cherry um, tobaccos. Yeah. You know, well, just, yeah, a lot of your, a lot of your, you know, uh, more, uh, heavily cased aromatics, uh, heavily topped aromatics, um, you know, uh, things like that. And, and then also the addition of propylene glycol can help with that too. We've talked about that some, uh, of course, is a food grade, you know, preservative basically that um, helps tobacco stay fresh and moist. Um, you know, it's used in foods all over, but, you know, it, it, it's also used in tobacco occasionally. And some people don't prefer that uh, because it, um, you know, kind of has a sticky uh, consistency to it that uh, can be kind of annoying if you're a, if you're 
you're more of a purist. So uh, syrups can, and, and casing processes can cover up the, you know, kind of cheating or if, if it hasn't aged enough at that point. And, and again, it kind of, this at this point in time, it's kind of similar to that ripening of a, of a kind of a garden vegetable or something. Um, and, and, and once it's at the optimal point of use, uh, with, you know, once it's kind of, uh, if you will, kind of ripened at the certain point, then it can be, uh, you know, gone into basically production mode. Uh, production mode for tobacco, once tobacco is blended, um, this is where we, we talk, you've heard us mention on the show often about the marrying process. Uh, tobaccos get married. Uh, they, uh, you know, become uh, united in their bond, their, yeah. their, their sacred bond uh, before man and God and, 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 bec- and become something truly other, right? And, 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 and the marrying process, we joke about like the, the verbiage of it at all, but it really does take something like two, two things joining, becoming one, and, and yet the sum is kind of greater than the parts type of thing. Mm. It's really, it's really fascinating. That's, that's, that was kind of beautiful to right think there. about that. Um, yeah. so, so you've got tobacco, of course, uh, you know, the marrying process, what that does. Think about, um, have you ever, like, are, do you eat leftovers, Bo? Are you a leftovers guy? I, yes. Yes. I've okay. got, I've so, got, some people aren't. No, some I've people got two do not children. eat leftovers. I've got two children. When it comes down to it, any, any way to make the meals easier, I'm all about. Yeah. I mean, I've been a bachelor for years, so I, I eat leftovers. That's just, that's <laughs> Who just part doesn't of it. Eat leftovers there's there's people there's there's people sitting on their high that high don't. horse up is there. it lonely up there on your high horse your leftovers what a common thing to do ah throw it out to the peasants <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of folks that don't but i you know i i, I was thinking you know have you ever have you ever eaten something and then put it up for a night or you know a couple of days it's sitting in the fridge and then you've come back to it and you said why does this taste better now? pizza for me, it's spaghetti and meat sauce. Oh, that's gross. Sp- the meat sauce in spaghetti. If you ever, t- or, or sometimes a really good soup. Like if you ever, if you ever make a make a really good soup or a really incredible meat sauce, and then you put it up for a few days, or re- you know, sometimes people do that with like red beans and rice or something like that, and and, and then bring it out after it's just kind of gelled mm. and married up over for, you know for a few days. All those all those fumes, the fats become like no, solid. Se- seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then. Re- <laughs> liquefied and all this stuff and then all the um you know the the aromas from one uh one part of it uh bleed into the other which bleed back into the other and it's just back and forth the sugars are doing all kinds of things uh this marrying process it um it truly something magical happens there a lot of times that happen happens uh with you know stuff like like we mentioned um, another, a lot of folks too, if you're a steak cooker, you might, uh, you know, like to do a reverse sear on a steak or, uh, you know, do the, um, you know, grill it on your, on your favorite grill. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then before you slice it, a lot of times folks will let it sit there for about 10 or, or, you know, as, as much as 30 minutes sometimes mm-hmm. and just kind of let all the char kind of intermingle with those inner juices that have formed and everything. These are other concepts of marrying that, that are, you know, markedly, we can point to those things and say like, okay, that happens. That makes a difference when it happens in food. And this is also happening in, in pipe tobacco. Okay. So, uh, you're taking all the different ingredients, uh, and you're allowing them to combine and harmonize. Um, the, the pipe tobacco, you, you got to think in one, in any given blend of tobacco, whether it's a tin tobacco or something that we're going to blend here in a shop like the Squire, you know, in any given blend, these are tobaccos that literally come from all over the world, okay? Literally, like in, in one tin mm-hmm. of tobacco, you might have, you know, tobacco from Louisiana, Tennessee, Malawi, Cyprus, and Macedonia. Dang. 
all in one tin of tobacco. Yeah. Like that, like that, that's crazy, you know, and, and, and think about the, think about the soil. Truly a global product. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you think about the soil conditions in all those different mm. locations of the world, uh, what the humidity and moisture, uh, the temperatures is like in, in those places, what each one of those leaves, you know, how they were cured were, you know, were these air cured, were these, uh, flu cured, were these, uh, you know, fermented or, uh, steamed or toasted, you know, and, and then putting all these together and letting them sit, uh, you know, you've got these um, airy uh, vapors of these things rolling, roiling around with each other for, for days and sometimes months. Uh, and typically pipe tobaccos are going to uh, sit there. Uh, once they've been blended, they, they are married for at least a few months before they're uh, put on the market. And so, you know, you've, the, the blender has made the tobacco, uh, they've, they've produced it, and it's going to sit there for at least a few months before it makes it onto the shelf. You know, moisture levels get more uniform with the different leaves. So, uh, you know, if you've got a really uh, kind of wet uh, perique leaf over here, it might kind of bleed over into this Virginia leaf mm. that tends to be mm. more dry. Yeah, yeah. And you'll have some of that, and it just, uh, it just makes it more um, more uniform. Those smells will inter intermingle with all the different uh, different leaves as well. So, have you ever like um, stumbled upon a bag of pipe tobacco that you forgot about? Yes, yeah. often, many times. <clears throat> so, so, so you know, you open a drawer and you're like, "Wow, it smells so good!" Oh, it's because my bag of Cherokees uh -huh. sitting there, right? Yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. It's that kind of thing. So, <laughs> so imagine you know how potent those smells are, and and how those smells, you know, with each individual leaf, they are constantly permeating each other through that time and really, really marrying up, which, uh, you know, if, if, if it's doing that to your sock drawer <laughs> or, or wherever <laughs> you left it, the console of your car or whatever, uh -huh. you know, imagine what, what that's doing to each other, uh, which is really kind of neat to think about. So, and, and, you know, this, this process is common too. the marrying process is common, even in cigars as well. We think, uh, you know, we did a, uh, Caleb and, and you did a show on cigars last week. Uh, a lot of, you know, cigar smokers, for instance, at our, uh, rolling event, we had a rolling event with, uh, Dominican Bigelier cigar cigars here uh, several months ago. Mm. And Francisco Almonte, he came in, he, he rolled these cigars and he said, look, you, I'm going to roll this cigar for you, but you either need to smoke it tonight or you either need to put it up for about six months. Dang. And and, and what's interesting about that wow. is there, there's something, you know, that, that was kind of a, kind of a caricature of really, you know, maybe what the timeline should be. But, but seriously, you probably either need to smoke it immediately or you need to put it up for several months. And and, and and the reason is that gives the leaves the opportunity to to marry just like mm. they would in a pipe tobacco. Um, you know, if you do, some people like the real raw uh, kind of uh, you know uh, haphazard uh, you know uh, un unrefined taste of a freshly rolled cigar. Uh, that that is really appealing in some ways. Uh, but it, you know, if you're not going to do it immediately, really the the true benefit of that comes down the road a little bit once you give it some time to marry up. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what's the what's the part of this that we can control? Uh, that once we you know buy the tobacco, uh, you know we can actually do something with. So right. We talk about all the aging kind of before this. Yeah, when um, it, when it all comes down, I mean, like you know, most people right. are not going to go out and buy a you know a, a field of of tobacco. Well, they might go, buy some seeds. Or well, something, they might but, buy you know. some seeds, but, but you know, I've, <laughs> it's I've hard seen to grow that in Milwaukee. Here, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so after you after you buy your tobacco, this is this is the cellaring part. You know, this is where aging. Uh, you know, really is something that you can have a lot of fun with and and start to control on your end and experiment with. But, um, you know, people talk about cellaring. We've talked about cellaring before, storing tobacco, kind of keeping tobacco back. And, um, you know, do you put it in jars? Do you put it in, uh, you know, it, leave it in the tin? Or uh, what kind of conditions do you put it under? All this type of thing. 
uh, and we, we've gone on and on about that in the past, but a lot of folks, what, what they do say and what they you know do realize is that you know certain tobaccos, the longer you put them back, they just tend to be better. You know, mm. we hear that a lot of folks, particularly for different types of tobacco. You know, uh, Virginia blend uh, smokers tend to tend to say this a lot. Man, if you'll just put that you know tobacco back, particularly something like Christmas cheer or um, you know any of those great McClellan blends, if you just put that back uh, for a while, it's really going to shine after a year or two. Um, and so, why is that? Why do we keep hearing that? Why do we? Why does that? Why does that say? Why, why, do, why do we keep hearing people say that? Well, first, you've got continued marrying, okay? So the tobaccos are continually uh, marrying in that, in, in kind of their own stew, right? Mm. And so uh, a, as they're sitting there, they're continuing to, you know, the aromas are mixing, uh, you know, the, the moisture is going in and out of each leaf. Uh, you know, if, if there's any kind of uh, heat variation in the environment, you know, a lot of times they'll heat up and cool down and heat up and cool down. And, and that just makes to this really uh, tasty, uh, you know, kind of, uh, kind of married tobacco. It's just really nice. But the, the, the main thing that's happening uh, when you get to keep tobacco uh, in your cellar, and uh, we always joke about the term cellar too. When I first heard a pipe smoker talk about his tobacco cellar, I was thinking like, how rich is this guy? He's got a cellar in his house. Like, where does he go down the steps and like go into his <laughs> cellar? You know what I mean? But I like, mean, I I didn't realize it was literally his sock drawer. Right, or like, right. I mean, right. Like when so, it comes down to it, <laughs> or like a shoebox. You know what I mean? We all say our quote unquote cellar. Our cellar. It's kind of right. like how in the early days of this podcast, my quote unquote studio was mm-hmm. just the guest bedroom. Your at my guest house. bedroom, yeah. right? And we had to keep your dog muzzled, like in the corner. No, right, not really, right. but yeah. yeah. So um, my quote unquote cellar is the small space in my closet that's not taken up by my wife's dresses. That's exa- exactly <laughs> the, the the small space she affords you to have for your little you know ridiculous. Uh, Pretty much hobby, right? Much, so, yeah. um, so, so when you're when you're selling this tobacco, the the real thing that is contributing to the taste difference uh, in tobacco is the fermentation process. Um, for fermentation, this is where. Uh, kind of the magic happens. Okay, what is fermentation? We've heard, you know, fermentation. Uh, you know, we we use hear food people talk about fermentation. Uh, obviously, it's an important part of beer making. You know, fermentation is just kind of an ongoing process that is regularly mentioned, um, it, it, particularly with consumable products. So, fermentation is essentially it's a chemical breakdown of any uh, of any substance that uh, by a bacteria or some other kind of uh, microorganism. And, and and this chemical breakdown, it is releasing energy. Okay, um, now I, again, let me let me just insert here. I'm not a biologist. That should be very apparent. I, I you know I'm no scientist. I didn't bring my white lab coat today. Like I you know, but he does have one. But I but I does I I, I does have one. He does. Have one. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But you know so so certainly again, not an English major. So again, yeah not, yeah. I certainly <laughs> I certainly left the dictionary at home, but uh, and, uh, and along with my white lab coat. Right right, uh, right right. But but you know what I'm trying to say here is that you know around the edges of this, I might butcher some things, but but just know that the spirit of this I think is is genuinely correct. Um, it, as far as fermentation, you've got the chemical breakdown of these, you know, biological substances, okay? You've got uh, bacteria, microorganisms, uh, kind of munching on the on the chemicals of these of these products. And so we're, what are we talking about? We're basically talking about kind of almost like a like rotting, you know? It, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? No, like, this is true. I remember that episode yeah. of The Magic School Bus where they dive into the uh, the rotting tomato, but they talk about how it's like, you know, it falls into the preservatives of the, the, the pickling process for the cucumber and how the rotting is what's bringing out 
flavor. flavor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and again, you know, Bo and I, we're not food scientists, but I think there's some things here that we can kind of uh, learn from a layman's perspective that that really are the the, the key to what's happening in the cellaring, the mm. aging process yeah. uh, that makes those tobaccos just taste so incredibly good. So um, so the bacteria, it's it's feasting on this plant matter, okay? And as it as it as it does that, it is emitting uh, CO two. It's emitting carbon dioxide, uh, and and then the sugars of these leaves they get kind of crystallized on the mm. outside. They get uh, condensed and crystallized on the outside of the leaves. And matter of fact, if you take a, a the exact tobacco, um, you get a brand new tin of it. Uh, you know, check the date, see when it was manufactured, mm. Uh, mm. and then you get a, a tin of it that's a couple of years old, and you open it up. Particularly if it's a blend that's heavy in Virginia's, uh, you can open these tobaccos and just see on the aged tobacco just a just a real sheen on the top this really interesting glassy uh kind of crystally look on on the top it's almost like someone just kind of uh basted it maybe with a little sugar or something it's really interesting I, do you notice that a lot because i mean you're you're known for doing this with uh, christmas cheer every year yeah yeah well a lot of folks do that with you know various types of tobacco but yeah if you if you will look you know on those aged tobaccos of, you'll see this more apparently even in flakes because uh i i think it might even be just kind of an optical illusion but the the flakes just really, uh, you know, allow the light to hit that sugar just just so where they just really it just really stands out. It's really, uh, really apparent if you put two, you know, side by side. But um, so anyway, this bacteria, it's actually, you know, a living organism that's living inside that tin of tobacco that's kind of chewing on these things and and making them uh, making them really uh, flavorful. Um, how is this happening? Okay, so so we've got fermentation. Magic. Uh, it, it is magic. It is it is tobacco magic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two different types of wizards uh, of of wizards. <laughs> Sorry, there 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 are. It's the tobacco wizards that right. live at uh, Cornell and Deal yeah, and the, McClelland the, and the, Dunhill. The tobacco and, elves <laughs> come at night and then they <laughs> sprinkle their sugar crystals all over it and then. Oh. The tobacco wizard waves his magic wand. And you know voila. what? If God ever blesses me with kids, he's, they're not going to believe in Santa Claus, but they will believe in the tobacco, tobacco elves. elves. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think I'm pretty on board with that. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Tobacco elves are a real thing. Um, no, but so so you've got you've got two. We're almost done. I know we're getting a little sciencey, but you've almost you've got two different types of fermentation process. Okay, you've got aerobic fermentation. Uh, think when you hear aerobic, think air. And and then we've got anaerobic fermentation. So that's that's no air. This is fermentation that's happening in in the in a vacuum. Um, in aerobic fermentation, basically, uh, these are uh, this is what occurs in a American style tin. So when we say when we say American style tin, I'm talking about like a McClellan tin, a Cornell and Deal tin, a um, a GLP's tin. It's one of those kind of can can style tins that looks like a you know something you'd get. It's like if you cut a soup can in like a third. Yeah, no, that's yeah. right, that's right. So we so we kind of know know what we're talking about here. There's two different types of tins. Uh, that we we refer to that as the American style tin. There's also what I've you know historically called kind of the coin style tin or mm-hmm. the the vacuum seal tin. It's those flat European style traditional, tins. Yeah, traditional tins. You think of uh, Orlick, uh, Peterson, uh, Mac Baron. You know the 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 tins that are held together uh, by Kind of a, a threaded uh, threaded side, and then also they're vacuum sealed. So the, this is going to lead to two different types of of fermentation process. Okay, the the ones that are American style, when they're sealed, they actually, even though they're airtight, they still have air inside them. Okay, and that air right. that's inside the can it's trapped. 
it's trapped, but it allows certain types of bacteria that are airborne to live in that in that can. And what that does, it allows the fermentation process to happen a little quicker and by um, and by different mechanisms because these are airborne bacteria. Now on a on a European style tin, you've got a a tin that's been literally vacuum sealed. It's been voided of all its air. So these are going to be different types of va- of bacteria. Um, and, and also it's going to, you know, kind of retard the process of, of fermentation. And so think about, you know, th- think about your, fa- your can, a can of, you know, some Campbell's soup or something, you know, well, there's still an expiration date on the can, right? Sure, yeah. Just because it's been vacuum sealed or whatever, doesn't mean it's like, you know, good forever. It's, you know, it, there's, there's things living inside there that eventually are going to do their thing. Right. It's just going to happen at a slower pace than if air is exposed to it. Well, the same thing is happening in these, in these tin tobaccos. And so, um, you've got, uh, an anaerobic reaction happening in the in the European style tins where you know it's real uh, it's it's going to happen slower and only certain bacteria can live in that environment in the aerobic style tin uh, or the American style tin that allows aerobic uh, fermentation you've got more um, more opportunity for that stuff to ferment quicker. And, and and so and the air actually is a part of that process because that gives these bacteria a place to live and Interesting, and yeah. breathe. So uh, when when the tobacco is, is being fermented, the, these little uh, microbes when they're chewing on this tobacco, um, they are emitting uh, carbon dioxide. And so a lot of times after you know if you'll see a, a Cornell, someone show me a Cornell and Deal uh, tin. Uh, not too long ago, that was just bulging at the seams. It was actually about to look like it was about to burst. And this was this tin was about ten years old. And what had happened, you know, he hasn't opened it yet. But all the little microbes in that tin, it's they've eaten up kind of all the oxygen. They've worked on that tobacco so much, and they've emitted so much CO two that that tin is actually looks looks like it's about to pop. You know, mm. uh, it's just really mm. interesting. But so okay, why are we talking about all this? The 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 fermentation process, uh, the uh, kind of breaking down of the of the biology of those leaves, uh, and then also crystallizing the sugar on on the leaf. That is that is creating uh, a, a sweeter Virginia, a more toffee like uh, Virginia. It's making uh, Latakia uh, typically uh, more mellow, more smooth. Uh, it's making Burleys more smooth. Um, you know, it, it is allowing all these tobaccos to kind of uh, just go into a more um, a, a richer, uh, smoother state, which is just really interesting. Um, and, and so I think the fermentation process there really uh, does allow something something special to happen. Um, if you're going to ferment or, you know, age these, you know, products again at home, we have talked about cellaring before. Um, th- there's a few different uh, you know, kind of schools of thought on this. Some people will just leave them in the can, um, you know, and 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 certainly in a McClellan style tin, uh, you know, that's going to have one effect on it. Now, if it's a Dunhill style tin, your your choice and option, you know, you might want to do, uh, you know, you take it out of the tin, put it in a mason jar, leave a little bit of air in there, and then seal it up really tight. Mm. And, and and so that way, you're kind of allowing the Dunhill, you know tobacco or the Orlick tobacco or whatever comes in that European style tin, you're kind of allowing it to age like it would in, a, in an American style tin. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And and so, you know, you don't want to vacuum seal it like you would, uh, you know, a can of green beans or something. You, you want to, you know, put 
just you know put a real tight seal on there, allow that to allow that to seal up, and then um, and then it's going to be able to age with some air in there. Does that need to be a pretty quick, you know, like uh, Indiana Jones style process, like get it in real quick? Is no, it if- doesn't have to okay. be. Yeah, it, it really doesn't have to be. And a lot of times, uh, you know, even if if tobacco has been sitting in a, a a jar for a really long time and kind of fermenting in there, it might even be a good idea to you know open the jar up, allow some fresh oxygen to get in, just to kind of feed those microbes a little bit, let them have some more uh, some more air to chew on and and that kind of thing. So hmm. um, anyway, all this to say, it's it kind of sciencey and. And uh, and and you know maybe a little um, you know dry for some folks, but but that fermentation process that is some, where some of the most powerful flavor changes happens uh, when you age a tobacco, uh, and of course that's going to happen in, in that sealed environment, whether it's got air in it or no air, um, and uh, and I think that's the part that you can affect the most, and so um, those are the things that's, that are happening when you're you know aging pipe tobacco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on and on and on, you know, a, a, a 30 minute conversation later. But uh, but I think it is a lot of fun. It, it's always a lot of fun to, um, you know, when you get your first tin of tobacco, you, you just buy a tobacco, uh, open it, uh, smoke a bowl out of it, see what you think, and then put it in a really tight sealed jar and uh, and let that stuff sit for a while and uh, and then come back and revisit it. And uh, and I think you'll be really pleased at, at what happens because of our little friends that we can't see uh, gnawing on that tobacco. Yeah, I feel like we just got a little Bill Nye the tobacco guy. I up think in maybe there. so. I left my bow tie. At the it's, you know, it, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, almost borderline offended that uh, Miss Frizzle never took the magic school bus into uh, into the tobacco aging process. What are you talking about, Frizzle? Miss Miss Frizzle. Frizzle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was the, she on Bill Nye? No, the magic school. You did you not watch the magic school bus? No, what are you talking books? about? You don't know about the magic school bus? I never smoked pot. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, sir. Oh man, I cannot believe this. This past year, but the magic school bus. She, she takes the kids. They get in the school bus. It turns into various things. It shrinks down, and they learn science, like on hands-on and such. Yeah, man, I had no idea. Completely missed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah just totally it's missed. A tragedy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's not a tragedy. And that's the <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing uh, tobaccos that you can age and smoke in the most quality method. I mean, like, you know, you think about the fact that we're talking about taking a tobacco in one form, letting it age, and sampling it down the road. You're going to want to make sure that both before and after you have a clean smoke to know that you've got the best uh, uh, taste-changing effects of the aging process. <laughs> and that can only only happen from a good, clean smoking pipe like the ones you can find at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, they make excellent pipes, uh, really good for tasting new tobaccos, sampling uh, tobaccos that just came out of maybe your cellar that you've aged for a long time. Um, Just talking, uh, matter of fact, with... uh, with our friend Barry uh, earlier today, who who graciously gifted us this Penzance, he was uh, talking about tobacco he had put in his uh, one of his cob pipes and just kind of tried and let it uh, let it get the true flavor of the of the uh, tobacco. And we hear that a lot. You know, mm. a lot of folks if they want to get the real essence of pipe tobacco, uh, they'll put it in the corn cob pipe and uh, and and let it uh, let it just kind of speak for itself. So uh, corn cobs are a lot of fun. You know, they're one of those uh, pipes that. Uh, you don't have to worry about because they're so uh, such a good value. Um, they uh, really let the tobacco flavor for themselves shine. Yeah, they're like a collector's best friend because, like, for the value, you can you got to catch them all. You, you got and you, you can. can. Yeah, you're right. You know the the, the <laughs> pipe that's sponsoring this show tonight. We got the diplomat, and the diplomat is great because, yeah. uh, as a true diplomat probably should be, it takes on many shapes and sizes. <laughs> you know, like there's there's uh, there's the the rounded shape, more of the uh, the the barrel shape as well. They've got bent, they've got straight. Uh, I'm a big fan of the rounded bent of the diplomat uh specifically 
Uh, so if you've got a diplomat of any size, shape, or bend or straight, uh, be sure to uh, smoke it this week. Take a picture of it. We love sharing those pictures out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mershom know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week coming in from White Top asking the question, just finished a pipe of a blend said to be toasted Virginia Amperique. Uh, in my cigarette days, my favorite brand was Lucky Strike because, quote unquote, it's toasted. When I was young... If you're smoking Lucky Strike, you probably were toasted. Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> when I was young, I enjoyed a pipe blend that was uh, Brush Creek that was rumored and had contained toasted burley. So the question is, what is toasted tobacco and how is it done? Yeah, man, great question. It's it's tobacco that uh, has been put to flame. Uh, you know, these are tobaccos that it could be uh, air cured, but typically... Uh, you know, are finished with some type of some type of flame to uh, make them, you know, just a little smoky and crunchy, and and that's really all there is to it. Toasted uh, toasted burleys are super popular, um, you know, in a bunch of different blends. We use them here at, at our shop. Uh, you know, various uh, you know manufacturers make a lot of great uh, toasted burleys. Uh, you know, we see those really regularly. Virginias can be toasted. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's the stoving process as well. We've talked about stove Virginias. Uh, as well. And so, um, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of leaves that are toasted and, uh, you know, Latakia in its own way is toasted because it's, uh, kind of going through this heat smoke process, you know, um, but, but typically direct access to, to, uh, the, the fire is going to be where the toasting comes from. Okay. Uh, is it, I mean, is it as different as say eating bread versus eating toast in yep. terms of the flavor? Yeah. 
All right. Well, there you go. That's it. All right. Well, <laughs> well, and you think about what's happening during when when bread gets heated, right? Like the you know you've got you know we wow this became the science episode. I mean, it really, really quickly, is. But, yeah. You know, you've, you've got you know sugars that are being caramelized in this process. Right, right, you've right. got uh, things that are burning and smoke particles are being infused to those uh, things, and then you're consuming that. It's going to taste different, and all these things. The a, a toasted anything just kind of has a kind of has a, a kind of a crispy toasty flavor to it. You know, we, we you just kind of know what that. Means means yeah. you know and so uh and, i mean if and, you're listening with to this tobaccos podcast, that's with tobaccos it's that's no different that's right that's right i mean I, I, at an early age you learn that toast you know the toast is different than bread you put the bread in the toaster it pops up and then it uh, tastes different warm or buttery toast. you put the eggo waffle in the toaster and it turns right. from an icy kind of wet form into a right. uh, ideally crispy form if your toaster is calibrated correctly yeah and if it's not it becomes like a this it's like know, floppy it, thing. It's kind of lava. It, it, it's a it's a lava disc with a with a hard center. It's no good. Yeah. Do you remember the Ego Minis? <laughs> you remember the Ego Minis? Yeah. Where it was like oh four yeah. There's four ones? of them. Yeah. yeah. And they had them with like blueberries and stuff in them. Yeah. Why did they do that? I feel like you were always like losing waffle in the process. I I don't know. There was like a hole right there. Oh, because, yeah. No, I don't know. All right, great question, White Top. Thank you so much for sending those in. <laughs> hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Uh, you can send those in to show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right, man. These come in, of course, from <laughs> our good friends over at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com. Hear more about that in just a minute. Uh, these are also uh, more from our good friend, Jay Freedy. Man, uh, Jay hooking us up over at thispipelife.com. Love it, man. So, so many great, uh, great uh, end-on-end uh, quickfire questions. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> uh, as as has many come before, this one has a theme, and the theme is pipes. Okay. Pretty, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. All Bring right. it. Here we go. Smooth finish or rusticated slash sandblast? Smooth. I, I I love to see the grain. Uh, you know, for me, that's a part of part of the fun of uh, of of buying a pipe. I think I used to be more of a rusticated or sandblast person, but um, between the two, uh, rusticated or sandblast, I'd have to go sandblast. But but uh, if it's going to be between that and a smooth, I'll I'll go with a smooth pipe. Yeah, I mean. I- I've got one pipe that is really bragworthy when it comes to grain. Yeah, but beyond that, yeah, yeah, you know, and and I like I like that pipe because I like like busting it out because I feel like. You know, you know, this guy's kind of like he's got. This, this, this is legit. This is like a legit. You know, look at his grain. Yeah. Uh. It's uh, you know, it's legit. <laughs> but I, I do. I like a, I like a rusticated or or a sandblast. Yeah, pipe. yeah. So I'll probably go rusticated sandblast. Okay. All right, uh, vulcanite or acrylic. Uh, I'm gonna go with vulcanite. I like an ebonite or a vulcanite stem. It just has such a soft uh, kind of texture on your teeth. It's not as clacky. It doesn't feel as, uh, you know, um, tactile or something. I, it's just a softer experience. I, I'm a sucker for an ebonite stem. I used to be like for the longest time. I was just hardcore ebonite all the way. But no, yeah. man, I I really acrylic lucite kind of kind of caramel uh, caramel the swirly the uh, designs and stuff that they'll have. Yeah, a lot of a lot of times too, folks like because acrylic or lucite it won't discolor. Uh, you know, and so after a while, your your pipe stem doesn't look like it. Uh, you know, came from the cheese on the moon or something. You know, yeah, what I mean? and, yeah, and, and, and ebonite or, or vulcanite stems are really bad about doing that. So I'm still a sucker for them. I think they uh, think they feel. Good in your I mouth. mean, I definitely have more of those than than the acrylics, but uh, I, I do like the acrylics. So I'll yep. use that one. Yep. All right, check tool or a nice quote unquote nice tamper. Uh, check tool. I, I'm I'm a check tool person. Okay. I'm I'm um I always use a check tool. I mean, if I if that's what I've got, unless it's uh you know I don't have one, and then I have to resort to a, a chapstick tube or something a like rusted that. Rusted nail or rusty nail uh it, or any various other items that I've used as a t- 
camping device. But uh, no, man, I'm a I'm a check tool guy. I love I love a check tool. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tamper. I, I like a check tool, but I mean, like it, the question. I mean, he even specifies what do you 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 know what do you actually use most? Yeah, yeah. It, it always comes down to just uh, you know just a, a simple tamper. Yeah. for me personally. Yeah, for me the check tool works great. Uh, you know that three way tool that we all know and love. Uh, you know it's it's something that if I lose, which I do all the time, I'm not been out of shape about it. Yeah, that's good. Yep. All right, filter or no filter? No filter. Although I have recently been in, in appreciating filters more, uh, but Maybe I'm still firm. Wood. I'm still firmly in the the no filter camp. I yep. do. I do enjoy the balsa filter. Um, and if it's an option, then I always go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, corn cob original or corn cob modified? And he puts in parentheses with custom stem Ooh. painted, etc. Ooh, good man. Good one to finish up on. I yeah. I don't know. I. Hmm. I, I uh, the right modified corn cob is is really is really something special. Like we, I mean, you've got you've got your like a beautifully modified corn cob pipe yes. that someone gifted you. My, I can't remember the, who the did, salmon slayer, the, the salmon slayer that you've got. I've never we, caught you know, salmon with it, uh, and and you probably never will. But uh, you know, in the other in the in the case across the room from us over here, we've got a, a set of four South Park pipes, and they're all Missouri Mears from Corn Cob Legend of Series pipes that have been painted like South Park characters. And they do. You got you got all and four I, of them. And and I just it, there's something like why would you have a regular one if you could have one that looks like Eric Cartman. I mean, but here's the thing. The problem I, I, I the mean, problem with that is that you got to own the set and you can't smoke all for it. Well, I don't think you could smoke all unless you modified the stem. <gasps> <laughs> and that's the point. That's what we're talking about. So I mean, you, you look, have fun with it. I, I anybody know. ever modified a corn cob so you had a four bowl pipe, a four a four stem bowl pipe? That's the thing. Like with, with uh, you know, with uh, with, with corn cobs, you could experiment and do just that. Oh dang! <laughs> I'm gonna go with the modified corn cob, but but there's nothing wrong with just the regular old uh, un, unadulterated corn cob. Oh no, no, you got you got to love the classic. <laughs> but no, when it comes down to it, uh, of of my corn cob pipes, I generally go for the, the salmon slayer more often than not. Yeah, because yours, I mean, it's a beautifully you know uh, modified corn cob pipe that was done. Uh, I done mean, it just was for modified you. specifically for fishing. Yeah, it? that's yeah, right. Absolutely. All right. Well, great quick fire questions again. Those come in from. Jay Freedy. Uh, now, these are also coming in from the forums over at thispipelife.com. And if you have not done so already, head over to thispipelife.com and it's an amazing online community. I uh, get to meet other pipe smokers from all across uh, the uh, the country, maybe the world. I know specifically the country um, and, and beyond. So be sure to check that out. Use the code CSR when you sign up. Now, there's a lot of great reasons to be part of the network, uh, but one of the things I really encourage you to do is head over to the forums and just search quick fire questions uh, or just quick fire You'll be able to see the forum. Add those to the list. It's not difficult to find whatsoever. So uh, thispipelife.com is the place to do it. Use the code CSR when you register at thispipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Ah, listen to feedback. All right, now this is great because this is actually a follow-up to some feedback that we had last week when you were not on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is like an ongoing story, so to, so to speak. Okay. So uh, you, you want to you wanna take this one? Sure. Uh, it says, hello again. Uh, just to let you know that the main organizer of the UK Pipe Show is Tom Kirkbright. Oh, and I should probably, just to, to make sure I'm, I'm specified even further, yeah. this is our friend over in uh, Lancashire. Uh, over L- Lancashire, L- Lancashire, right? Uh, uh, in, in the UK, yeah, definitively not Yorkshire, um, but but specifically about the 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 Yorkshire and Lancashire and and uh, their their pipe community. But but again, 
Please continue. Yeah, absolutely. He says, um, uh, okay, so the organizer of the UK Pipe Show is Tom Kirkbright. Uh, He is from Halifax, Yorkshire. Uh, He is a good friend, and we are sorting the little... Uh, War of the Roses out together. Uh, so we're going to do a, you know, War of the Roses. We're, yes! we're actually going to pair some Country Squire pipe This is happening! And, and it's going to happen in 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 England, which oh. is exciting. Uh, he says he has an awesome YouTube channel called Toking Tommy. Uh, please check it out. It is, as his content is fantastic and all the, and is all pipe smoking related. Uh, we're going to put the Lancaster and the White Rose in samples for people to try. Uh, the little bags will have white, ro- uh, white and red rose stickers on on them, uh, I will be the Lancashire advocate, obviously, uh, and Tom and Tom will be the Yorkshire advocate. Go Tom! Um, and, That's and, my and boy, we, Tom. <laughs> and we we uh, may even wear uh, red and white. So uh, anyway, they're gonna have a lot of fun with this. He mm. says, uh, "Please give Tom Kirkbright and his his uh, Toking Tom channel on YouTube a shout uh, on the radio show as he is working really hard and sorting the show out uh, for our little War of the Roses that that they're gonna have. So all the best, uh, and what a bit of fun this will." be uh james hargraves so man, oh, team james, tom that, all the way man, baby I'm, I'm just so excited about this, this like is man, happening man country squire lancaster and country squire white rose is going to go into the mother country you man. know you know we, we sent those pipes That's great. you know we sent those pipes to, to megan fox and brian austin green and we got the picture and all that kind of stuff we haven't talked about on the show but regardless that's nothing no. that is nothing <laughs> Compared to freaking this, man. This, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. The War of the Roses is coming back. York's all the way. Right now, listen to me. My my brethren in Yorkshire, I unfortunately am no longer with you because generations, my family retreated. But don't worry. We have not forgotten who should sit rightfully on the iron, I mean, the throne of England. And though we may not be there now, you... My bannermen, you are there to represent us well. Show those Lancashire wonderful people who are participating in this, uh, this contest. <laughs> Show them what for. Oh, Give it all for the right rose. I know it, guys. I know y'all can do this. That's- Team Tom. Team Yorkshire, let's do this, guys. I, awesome. I'm, I'm just glad the tobacco is going to speak for itself. You know, I, that, that, that's what I love. That's what I love. In so. the end, the tobacconist wins. One right. way <laughs> man, we're so excited to be sending this over. And uh, man, I hope hope you'll have Videos, a lot of fun with it. Audio, so. whatever you can get. Pictures, like let yep. us, like just please do your best to include us. Just keep us informed any way we can. And the yep. more that we can help promote you guys doing that, we are all in for that. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> some, some of you a little bit more than others team 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 tom <laughs> yorkshire but no no to to the lancashire folks uh, y'all are awesome and uh, again big ups to james for putting this on uh he he may be a lancashire man but uh but he's one of the good ones that's right he's one of the good ones. that's right <laughs> uh by the way we also got some feedback in from punk rock piper in relation to uh quick fire questions from yeah a couple a couple weeks, it's funny you know we talked about we got a question uh you know i think what was uh maybe your favorite bible translation or that's something right, i can't yeah. remember it in, was uh, esv versus king james bible and i think we both uh was it king james or was it another i think it might have been another version i thought it was king james maybe it was the niv yeah i, I can't remember anyway but you and i both answered <laughs> the NIV. You, you and i know god <laughs> that's so silly no but bo and i both answered the uh, english standard version i'm a i'm a big fan of that and uh our friend punk rock piper he says no king james version only he says he's a little shocked by our answer uh and uh man it, you know you just we're just full of surprises around here so um yeah i you know i i'd, I'd read read whatever version as long as they 
Well, don't read whatever version, but but the King James is okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, 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 no. that's uh, that's great, man. And um, look, we want to thank you guys so much for sending that feedback. There's a lot of great ways to do it. Uh, you know, we we check the YouTube comments before going live. We also uh, love getting those Facebook messages in. Um, you know, emails are always great. We especially love those of you who head over to iTunes and write us a review there. It's a great way to help out the show. You know, maybe you're someone who uh, maybe you're a pipe club member, uh, and or maybe you're a patron or somebody who's financially contributing to the show. That's a huge way to support the show and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, but even if you're not somebody who can, who can financially support the show, but you still uh, want to support what we're doing, what we're doing and the best way that you can head over to iTunes, write us a review. Doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Um, and so, and it does go a long way to, to helping folks discover this show. Uh, you know, another great way to help folks discover the show is while you're online in various communities and everything, be sure to just kind of message out like, uh, Hey, I'm listening to the country square radio uh, podcast. Anybody else listening to this? Um, you know what? Give Brian Austin, uh, Brian Austin green. I'm going to do that every single time. You might. Sorry, Brian. Brian Levine. Give Brian Levine a shout out as well for Pipes Magazine. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, like any 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 way that you can go out and share about the uh, the podcast community, uh, the Pipe Podcast community, I think is a, is a great thing. So uh, go out, let the folks know. Man, we've had a lively chat here on Twitter tonight as well. Have you, are you scanning through these? Yeah, just uh, looking through looking through a few. I, I love how folks now, you know, when we do our uh, quick fire questions, uh, we've got a lot of folks that will answer it themselves. I'm always interested to see what uh, what folks have to say. So uh, I think that's really good. Hey, shout out to uh, uh, Byron as well on Twitter. He just said, uh, and a local gin that's been aged uh, in oh, uh, Mezcal Barrels. I think I'm Mezcal Barrels. Uh, he says, you're getting a bottle of this at the Texas Pipe Show. <laughs> hey. hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's right, Byron. That's great. I mean, we've got, uh, it looks like... Uh, uh, our, our friend Byron 0316 he, he shows a map of the United States before Caleb's on air and then after Caleb's on air and uh, and, and the ladies look like they have lit up so uh, yeah I, I don't know I mean it, it might be if we need to reach out maybe to a more diverse audience that might be a good thing could be uh, Mark VV giving us uh, some some good uh, good good gifts uh, tonight in terms of uh, my tobacco wizard and tobacco elves and uh, saying hey did we slip into that D&D episode uh, without uh, without even trying <laughs> Um, Doc, Dr. Allen 201, he says, chili is always better a couple days later. Now, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that's a thing. Like, there's something chili, about... yeah, no, chili for real. No, any, any type of kind of meaty, soupy thing that, like that, it, when you put it up for a couple days, there's just something about that that, that happens. And I think pipe tobacco is no, uh, no different. Yeah. Our friend uh, Jay Freedy Piper, he says, he says, I like to marinate all my tobaccos in a sock drawer. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally kidding, of course. Now, this this is really what it comes down to, because this, this was a tweet that came out before the show even began it's from our boy hawk to the love doctor yeah uh you've seen you've seen the guy that's sprinkling salt like you know it was on uh facebook and twitter like the most perfect sprinkling of salt it's it's that guy but it's your face <laughs> sprinkling tobacco on uh on whatever and it just says tobacco bay <laughs> And that is that. I, in my opinion, Hockter, you won. You won tonight before tonight even began. I, I, I was. I, I have to admit, I was running late to uh, to the Squire tonight uh, to to get here on time for the podcast, and I saw a notification on my phone, and so I pulled my phone out, and it was that image, and uh, and, and I was stopped at red light, and I just died out laughing. I, I mean, that's that fantastic. Yeah, just just fantastic. Yeah. I, I feel like I sprinkle that way on on everything. It's just my little, you know. 
All right, we need to recreate. tobacco if, if you do that, we need to actually make that video happen. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. All right. Well, hey, we want to thank all of you who are tuning in live and uh, and chatting with us and kind of enjoying that that unique process of uh, seeing the show as it is made and, and just kind of having fun with the uh, the online Twitter communities as well. If you would like to tune into a live show as well and you never have, join us. Monday nights, uh, it's at 8.30 Pacific. That's 6.30 I'm sorry, 8.30 Central. Let me let me start from the top there. Uh, join us Monday nights uh, at 8.30 Central. That is 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. That can be at CountrySquireRadio.com is the place to tune in. You can also engage with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore CountrySquire. And of course, the show's Twitter handle as well as at Squire Radio. But all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, I, I alluded to it, but uh, we'll, we'll I'll try to remember and put it at the in the notes for next week. But we did get that that picture from Brian Austin Green with uh, with his new pipe. I know that was amazing. Yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah, talk yeah. about it, you know. Last week, obviously, you had Caleb on. It was just a little different, no live show. But uh, man, Bar- Brian Austin Green, we sent him uh, a country squire pipe and some white rose, and uh, and 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 he, by all accounts, smoked it. Yeah, no, no, we got a great. Uh, he, he, he hit up Instagram <laughs> it with great. it. It was great. Yeah. It was great. So it was exciting. Uh, we'll post that picture out. We'll talk about it more next week. But, uh, but one way or the other. Matt, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.